Hi, welcome to Dear Nikki. My name is Nikki. And if you've been here before, welcome back. (laughs) And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we explore the experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I could be reading from. I could be reading from your accountant who likes to be tied and fucked by very, very sexy men. I could be reading from that high school football coach. He likes to dress his wife up on the weekends and send her out on dates. I could be reading from that sexy lady you work with who secretly on weekends goes have orgies with other women. You just never, ever know. And if you have any erotic confessions, fantasies, or anything else, feel free to send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com, or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. But just remember, by submitting a story or question or anything else, you certify the following are true. You are the sole creator of the submission. You are 18 years of age or older, legally able to write, submit erotic, or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage roleplay, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. And you're releasing all rights to creation. All right, I'm home. I had an amazing time. If you're looking for something new on date night, I definitely would suggest this. There... It, um, to explain it in simple terms, and this is by no means putting it down or anything else, but to, to paint a picture for someone that's never been to this, it is a trade show. Absolutely hands down a trade show, but with a stage for adult performers, not, they're not gonna have sex on stage or anything like that. So as I, like I told my friend, they had exotic dancers, stripper poles, and lap dances in a dungeon in a trade show. So the dungeon wasn't a dungeon. It's actually where they held their seminars. They had, think of two curtains and think of it separating in three different sections. The middle one was where you had, when I was in there, it seemed like that's where they offered classes on dungeon-esque or kink things. The other, on the other, each side of the, of them were stages for seminars for you to learn something or broaden your horizon. So that's where I said this would be a perfect date to take a, you know, someone kinky, maybe, you know, for something fun, different. I know that if someone was to say, if we were dating enough, you know, maybe a couple dates and we felt each other out, we could tell, you know, and you can always tell. I definitely would be open for a date like this uh, to explore and, and see. Actually, yeah, if I want, I'm because that's something I want in a partner to be open and honest about what I want sexually. So absolutely, hands down, this would be a great date. So something to think about. I'll be in New Jersey and in DC. When we think of sexual arousal, we think of something we see, something we touch, because we all know I love texture. What about smells? For those of us exploring, have we ever smelled, smelled (laughs) our lover after they come back from sex? Or maybe after we've had sex with them? Or maybe when they're aroused, our body changes with each, everything we eat, drink, our emotions. Have you ever smelt your partner when you're aroused? There's something, you know, as much as I even love smelling my lover, there's something very grounding about it too that centers me that, okay, I can focus again if I off kilter just a bit. But have you ever smelled them when you're teasing? 
when you're playing, or maybe for those of you that are exploring in an open relationship, when they're about to go out, when they come back, are those the things that turn you on, that you can smell the sex and what they've done? Did you ever think of that? If you haven't, I bet you are. And I bet you're going to take a nice long drift right on their neck, across their torso, maybe their belly, between their legs, maybe kind of a nibble taste to see what their skin tasted like together. Hmm. That I'd really want to know, ladies and gentlemen. You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax. Let's have a whiskey with some filthy cherries, of course, and explore erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, long before I grew into the confident man I am today, I was an extremely shy, timid teen virgin. In high school, one of my best friends from church, his mom was the general manager of a fabric store chain across the city, and she asked if I wanted to do some work for her. I wasn't too keen on it, as I felt it was t- wasn't cool for a young guy to work at a fabric store, but once my parents found out about the job offer, I suddenly had a job. I started doing stock and cleanup around the store and quickly learned how to cut fabric and do pretty much everything. Months later, I graduated high school, and I was a full-time, and I was working at all seven locations across the city. Mostly working nights after the store closed, restocking bolts of fabric, maintaining stores, and whatnot. I had keys to all the stores. I worked alone and usually would arrive just before closing and try to get three or more stores a night. I'd blast music and just work away. I was young and happy to work all night if I had nothing going on. At one location, a young, skinny, hot blonde girl who went to my church youth group was always working and would chat me up after work before she left. I was so naive. I didn't even realize she was flirting and hitting on me each closing. It basically took her surprising me with a goodbye kiss one night to clue in that she was into me. Oh my God, I was so naive. If only she could see me now and I grew into a very confident, assertive, dominant dom. After that kiss, I was at the store every closing, and she would pretend to leave with her co-workers, and then come right back in, and we would chill in for the store for the night. I didn't get a lot done at first, as suddenly was learning to make out. It was also that time I learned that church girls aren't so innocent. I remember being so shy to touch any part of her, let alone her boobs, as we were making out. But one night, I started to feel her and play when she didn't slap me rather than moaned. As I touched, I continued. It was a slow process, as I was so shy, but each night, I would explore more and more, until I finally had hands under her shirt, and I could play away. I remember feeling her nipples grow hard under my hands, being so curious what they looked like, as I still, sadly, hadn't ever seen her boobs. One night, after a week or so, I had a burst of confidence and told her to take her shirt off. For the first time, I'd saw boobs live and in person. It was amazing. They were more than a handful and almost like fake boobs as they were so firm. How could I focus on work is beyond me. It was only a few nights later she undressed me and I lost my virginity in the back of a fabric store. She was a bit of a wild girl, and once we started having sex, we were having sex all over the store every night. 
and as soon at every location. We had our routine, and we were never official boyfriend-girlfriend, and I was still, still so insecure. I always thought each time we were together was probably going to be the last, and she finally realized what a dork I was, but every day she was there waiting for me, and just as excited as I was. This went on for a few months, and then one night, she decided we should have sex on every cutting table at each location, and in my young mind, I'm thinking four to eight tables at each location and seven locations. I think I might be a long-term relationship. We would have sex right away once we locked up the store, and I would try to get some work done while she read or grabbed something to eat. She'd get bored, come over, and I could see her undressing as she slowly walked towards me through the store dropping bits of clothes down the aisles till she was naked in front of me. That tiny, solid, firm little body and that long blonde hair. She'd give me a blowjob or just bend over for me, and we could have a little sex break. Then later, each night, once it was dark out, we'd have sex on cutting tables in every position, often her riding me, straddling with me with her tiny waist on me, and her arched back and amazingly solid, firm tits. She was so flexible, too. Often with the lights on, we'd be fucking away, her bent over a table or a display. Throughout the night, on the tables, and throughout the store, we'd have so much sex. I often wondered how many people walked or drove by the storefront and could see us. After a while, I made no attempt to turn out the lights or hide us from fucking, mostly because I was caught up in the moment and forgot people could see us. It was amazing we never got caught or was fired. She would often tell me how she would be cutting fabric the next morning and could see her squirt stains or my cum stains from the night before on the cutting tables and how it would get her so horny and excited to see me at the end of the day. I feel so embarrassed now that I didn't even clean up better. All those fun nights together started my little fetish for playing in public. I'm now single and so wish I could find a little vixen like that again. R. Well, hello, Mr. R. How are you today? Okay, after reading this, I'm thinking of all the fabric stores growing up. My grandmother was a seamstress, and I loved going to the fabric store. And actually, going back to smells, it, now that I've read this, it brings back, I could smell the fabric, and I can see the table, and you know, back then in innocence, of course, I'm not thinking that. But now if I walked into the fabric store close to me, I know I'd be, hmm, what position would that be in? And, you know, I would hope they would clean up their cum stains a little better than what you guys did. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Fabric stores. Yes, no. I mean, the table's sturdy. I mean, it's got to be. Think how if you've ever been into a fabric store or haven't, they're huge tables. And I mean, I would need a stepping stool or a little ladder maybe to get on one. But it is perfect height if you're going to lick a pussy. I'll admit that. It's definitely perfect height. If you had a decent chair, you definitely could lick a pussy right there. Um, Fucking, you would need a little moving around and probably on display instead. But yeah. So what are we thinking here? Yes, no, maybe? I'm thinking, yeah. I, I, I. I don't know if I'd, we'd have to be teasing each other throughout the store, you know, kind of like she was to him while he was closing. 
Have you ever had sex in a store? Would you ever? That would take some finagling. It would be hard. You'd have to actually probably work like these two did at a store to be able to do it. But unless you're at one of the department stores and going into a dressing room. So have we ever had dressing room sex? I bet you want at least one of you have. And I'd really want to hear that story. Dear Nikki, my throat is so sore. The friend of my boyfriend has a job in an office building with his own office, and they thought it would be a fun idea to have me go with him to work and spend the day under his desk. So last Monday, he snuck me into his work, and soon he shut the door to his office. He grabbed me by the tits, led me over to his desk where he took off my top and had me crawl underneath. He tied my hands behind my back and already had a pillow under there for my knees. He was a much older guy late 50s, early 60s, but he had one of the thickest cocks I've ever seen. He started by just having me worship his balls, but it wasn't long before he had me deep-throating him. It was difficult, not only because it was obvious that he hadn't washed, but being face-fucked practically constantly by a fat cock until he was ready to come in my face or in my mouth, and then have me suck his balls until he was ready again. At one point, a co-worker of his knocked on the door and he came into his office to talk to him about something. I didn't understand any of it. It was all like technical talk about what they do. But when he heard the knock on the door, he grabbed the back of my head and held me down on his cock. He didn't leave me like that the entire time they were talking, but he held me down for quite a while. All told, I was under his desk for like nine hours. Sam. Well, Sam, I'm going to have to admit this is one of my fantasies, but my lover does know it. I would love to be with him when he's teleconferencing, I guess is what you guys are calling it now. And on my knees, worshiping his balls, licking his dick, sucking his head and trying to make him not moan. Of course, you know, I know if he was close or if he had to mute the phone. I would be a bad girl and in my corner, and I know he'd tease me later too. So ladies and gentlemen, would you? If your significant other, your partner, whatever we're calling them, or just a friend, lent you to someone for a day to be used under the desk as they wished, would you do it? Is this something sexy for you? It is for me. The springing pleasure in teasing to a partner to somebody that I'm with is an ultimate wet dream. And a little piece of advice, I hope he has something under there to catch my drippings. Dear Nikki, so I'm a night shift nurse for the last 15 months. It's been real tough to meet people and have them stick around. I got off work last Sunday morning and for the first time in a very long time, I wasn't totally exhausted. So I decided to go to the gym. As you would expect, it was basically dead. One or two staff, a couple of early birds, me and Thomas. I don't remember if I've ever seen Thomas around, but I was lonely and he was hot. I decided to do some lifts near him, then offered to spot him on the bench. I decided to lean over him in case he wanted to get a good look up my shirt. I was still wearing a sports bra underneath, but it was a start. I caught him trying his hardest not to look. 
I just smiled and played dumb and complimented him on his form and muscles. Boys love dumb girls, and I was just looking for a good time. I sparked up an invite to get coffee after the gem, and he obliged. There was a shop right down the street. We didn't talk too much. It was early, and we were both working nights. But he bragged about living in a bougie apartment above the gym, and I stupidly blurted out, Oh man, I've always wanted to see what those are like. I said the quiet part loud, but he invited me up anyways. There wasn't a lot of foreplay. He sat on his bed and I immediately straddled him. I removed my shirt and bra. He kicked me off because he's already getting too close. He got naked and put on a condom on. We both came away too quick and then fell asleep for like 10 minutes. He woke me up. Shit, I had plans today. I gotta wash up quick. But then wasn't even in a rush and invited me into the shower with him after a few minutes. We made out in the shower. He groped me. I played with him a little bit. And then we dried off, went back to bed. This time, he was fully ready. He fucked me from behind. He rolled me over. He came all over my chest. And then had the audacity to get pissed again. Now I have to wash up again. I don't think I'll ever fuck him again, but it was a nice to unleash what had been cooped up for so long. Jenny. Well, hello, Jenny. I'm glad that you got some pent-up energy released. There's nothing worse. You can only vibe or masturbate for so long, and then finally you're like, I need dick. I need dick now, and I need it now. How about now? And and now, now. There's just nothing like getting a good fucking. And when I'm that pent-up, and you can ask my lover... I am practically grabbing him by the shirt and saying, we're fucking and we're fucking now. Um, And for some reason, he doesn't mind that a lot at all, actually. <laughs> I do, though, if I wait too long um, or I'm extremely horny that day and I've been edging myself a little too close, I get very cranky or as I call it now, horngry. And I need to fuck. So I get where she was at. And I really don't think she could should have or had to have played the dumb girl bet. Um, if she was bold, she could have been like, you know what, you're hot. I haven't been laid in a while. Let's go fuck. And they could have skipped the whole coffee thing. So and voided grumpiness. But hey, at least you got two rounds out of it, right? Ladies and gentlemen, have you? Have you ever spotted someone just to fuck? It's not my type of thing. I can't just go, hey, you want to fuck. Not that type. Got to have more stimulation. But what about you guys? Have you ever? Would you ever? And if so, I'd like to hear about it. Dear Nikki, sometimes I wonder how scared I am to my play partners when they first meet me. Oftentimes it doesn't sink in how big I am or that I'm real and things in my stories aren't made up. My voice can catch them by surprise a low, rumbly growl when I'm turned on and saying filthy things, and my eyes can have a bit of an intense glare to them. This story starts off in the realm of failure. I was alone in my hotel room on a Friday night, having a few different messages of women that liked the idea of meeting up, but had situations crop up. A distant relative passed away, work had them traveling away from home, the car broke down, Familiar notes of polite song that may have been true, or maybe it wasn't. No matter the excuse, I thanked them for letting me know and made promises to let them know the next time I was in town. 
A soft lie and an apology is always better than being ghosted. I prefer honesty, but I fully understand that a lot of men aren't really great at taking no for an answer. That particular Friday night, one ghosting was really bothering me. An old internet friend was finally going to meet up with me for a drink, and we finally had it all set out for Saturday night to play. I put on a lot of different efforts in these plans, to the point that I really didn't have any solid Friday plans, no backups at all for Saturday. That would have been crass. But at 3 p.m. Friday, I had the last message from what would be a very annoying ghosting. Friday night, I ate dinner alone with two empty seats and retired to my room. I poked around a little online looking for some profiles. One in particular jumped out, a nice ass, some talk about fetishes, that included submission, sex with strangers, and no panties rule. I sent her a message offering to sketch her butt. She replied and fast. But it wasn't just her saying thank you. She did thank me for the compliment, but it was also that she said she was glad she could please me. It was so aggressively submissive and horny for the first reply. I made some assumptions. If I had to guess, she was someone that loved to sext, loved to fantasize about being an in-person fuck toy for a stranger, but had never crossed that threshold. She was extremely attractive from the chin down and was careful not to post any of her face and decided to match her level of aggressive horniness to see if I could call her bluff. How badly do you want to be fucked by a complete stranger tonight? I wrote. Desperately. I'm dripping wet thinking about it, she replied. At this point, it was midnight, and I knew she was 90 minutes away, if she was honest about her location. I wasn't planning on going to sleep before 2 a.m. Since I have a bit insomnia, and I was mentally still off by three time zones, I could have stayed up until 4 a.m. Put on a skirt and a tank top but no panties. Drive to my hotel, I wrote. Get here by 1.45 and text me when you're in the lobby. Tell me what color of skirt and tank top you're wearing. I'll fetch you. Do not talk at all until I tell you to. And in that moment later, I added, if you decide you can't do this tonight, tab out now. Maybe we'll use you tomorrow. It was purely a bluff at this point, but it required no effort on my part Why not give her a chance to prove her slut skills? An hour later, she replied that she missed the message in time to actually make it to my hotel. She seemed a bit remorseful that she missed her window for the night. I told her to show up at 10 p.m. Saturday, and she agreed. I chuckled because sure, of course she's totally going to show up tomorrow, but I also managed to fall asleep immediately. When I woke up, I found out that she read a lot of my previous stories. She had questions about what toys I had packed with me and what she should bring for the night. Suddenly, this scene was becoming tangible. I instructed her to bring either her favorite dildo or vibrator with her and let her know that she could pack some tame, comfortable clothes for when she left. We went over the safe words and aftercare expectations, limits, and wants. It was a very pleasant morning of texts. I offered to adjust the scene to where we could meet and talk first, but she really liked the idea of not being allowed to talk until I decided. By that afternoon, she admitted she was getting really nervous. I assured her that she can decide in the car before coming into the hotel if she wanted to do the scene without talking, to talk, or to turn around and go home. 
we discussed a few more key wants and limits. She had a fresh piercing I needed to avoid. She wanted anal, but it had been a while. By 8 p.m., I was absolutely certain she'd be my toy for the night. At 10 p.m., I had my doubts. She was sitting in the lobby, exactly as planned. Her tits looked a bit bigger than I expected, even after looking at her nude pics. A moment later, I noticed it was a padded bra. When she turned to me, I saw her white top had Daddy written on it in big pink letters. She was not in a subtle mood. When she picked up her outfit, that was a good sign. And finally seeing her face, I was immediately drawn to her dark, gorgeous eyes. But those eyes were filled with fear, and I was a source of that terror. And the next ten minutes would decide everything. I nodded to her and gave her a quick with me. She stood up, and I mentally had to adjust. She had to mention that she was 5'6", and I realized she was wearing four-inch heels to push up her slender frame to 5'10". It had been a while since I'd played with someone anywhere my height, 6'2", but I could feel the sheer lust growing inside of me. I wanted her. Inside the elevator, I asked her if she remembered her safe words. She quickly nodded, and I keyed in the floor. It was an extremely shaky nod. I rested my hand on the back of her neck and a controlling clip. She didn't flinch from my touch. That was a good sign. But I could feel her pulse and her heart was screaming. I took a moment to lift her skirt. She was indeed without panties. I complimented her on being such a good girl. I could see her mind wildly jumping around from stranger danger to horny lady and back again. I needed to see if I could settle her into subspace groove. In the hotel hallway, I put a dog collar around her neck. Her pulse was still thrumming, like an overclocked motor. I had a leash in my other pocket, but opted not to use it. We walked to my room with my hand on her neck. I had to feel her out. At the door, I had her get on all fours. It took her a moment to process what I was ordering her to do. So I repeated, and motioned for her to put her hands on the carpet. She complied. But I could tell that I needed to focus her on her simple tasks until she could get a chance to get her mind under control. She crawled into the room, and I had her stand up for a better inspection. Hopefully in the privacy of her room, she would let herself loosen up. I slowly ran my hands over her, lingering under her skirt. I could feel her wet mess of her pussy. As nervous as she was, she wasn't lying about wanting this on a physical level. I had her lay on the bed and spread her legs. Her face screwed into a look of object horror as my hand slid up her thigh again. I was very, very close to calling the seam off at this point. I gave her my keyword of stoplight. When I tell a sub stoplight, I'm asking her to remember the safe words and to tell me what color the stoplight shows. If she needs me to stop, it's red. Slow down for yellow and keep going for green. She started to say something, then immediately stopped. You may speak, I said, almost forgetting that I muted her. Green. She wanted it. She was committed. She needed to prove to me and to her that she was a good little slut. I had just the task. Guiding her from the bed from to the corner of the room, I had her drop to her knees. I pulled my cock out. Even with her terrified of me, 
possibly because she was terrified of me. I was rock hard. I didn't have to instruct her. She saw my cock and immediately began sucking. I wasn't expecting much. She seemed so delicate and nervous. I was wondering if maybe I was going to have to teach her how to give good blowjob. I wouldn't have minded. I was just earlier thinking about how a blowjob had two days earlier was easily one of the three best of my life. Not even 20 seconds in, I realized she was going to be giving those other three cocksuckers a run for their money. Something had absolutely launched in this cute little slut deep into subspace, and she liked it there. The fear of me being a stranger was completely gone. All that was left for her to think about was a thick, hard cock in her mouth. She greedily sucked on it, coating the shaft with spit and drool and stroking me, licking me, taking every inch down her throat. She was gleefully experienced in the art of sucking cock. I needed to sit down for a second, and I let her continue. Before I completely lost control, I had her slow down and told her to sit on my lap. She did, and almost started to straddle my cock to fit me inside of her. I slowed her down, wanting just to have her on my leg for a second. She nodded. I again held her neck tight, checking her pulse. Her heart was still going strong, but it wasn't trying to escape her chest anymore. I took her over the bed and bent her over, rubbing my cock against her ass. I realized that her legs were long enough that I could actually fuck her standing up. With the subtle motion, I picked up a condom and started unwrapping it. I think I'm going to fuck you raw, I said. We talked about safe sex preferences before the scene. I just had unprotected sex with different partner, and we both were in favor of wearing condoms. I was hoping she'd remember what she had to do. Please no, she said in a soft whimper. It was maybe the tenth and eleventh words I'd heard her speak at this point. I stroked my cock between her ass cheeks. Your wet little cunt is going to feel so good when I fill you up with my cum, I said. There was such hesitation in her voice as she again said no. I had to wonder who she was trying to convince, me or her. Beg, like a good little whore, I said. Please, she said. Please use a condom. Please, sir. At this point, I had snuck on a condom. And if I don't, I asked. She started to say something, but whatever words her brain had picked out got lost as I pushed my cock inside of her. I took full advantage of her long legs, enjoying every stroke from a standing position, but I wanted to come, and it's not easy for me to do that standing up. I put her on her back, and continued to push in as hard as I could. I was fairly certain that the undercurrent of anxiety in her words was going to make it too hard for her to come. So I was just fucking her solely for my pleasure, and I loved every moment of it, filling the condom with cum. I drained it into her mouth, and she begrudgingly swallowed and ate it. I had her lick my cock clean. This kept me hard, but honestly not hard enough for what I wanted to do next. I ignored my cock for a bit, grabbing some lube. Her asshole was extremely tight, but it reacted well to my teasing. I could barely get one finger in, sliding it in and out. It would take some time to stretch her out. To entertain myself, I put my dick back in her mouth. She again attacked it with passion, 
desperate to suck any and all come out of me, ignoring my finger in her ass. But to tease her, I started working over her pussy with my other hand. She couldn't ignore that. If I focused directly on her clit, her mouth froze up for a second, maybe two, maybe three. I was very wrong about not being able to make her come. I could feel her pussy squeeze against my fingers as her body shook. And then she fought through it in an attempt to impress me. And I admit, I was impressed. So I started using two fingers on her ass. It shook her for a longer spell. But again, she returned her mouth to my cock. The eagerness, the desire to please me, and the extremely talented mouth had me fully hard again. I cleaned off the spit, put a condom on, and bent her over a pillow. At first, I took it slowly as I pushed my cock inside of her ass. Not as slowly as you would a girlfriend or a wife. I was still going to be using her as my cum slut fuck toy. And her ass accepted this. So I started to fuck her asshole harder and harder still. I can't imagine the pain she was pushing through. But also, I didn't care. Her holes were my pleasure tonight. It turned me on to the point that I came again. We took a brief break for water and towels and chatted for a bit. I was curious as to how she was such a good cocksucker. And she smiled and told me a bit about her younger slut phase. She had experienced fucking and sucking, just not meeting a complete stranger from the internet. She also let me know that reading all of my other posts was calming for her, and that she did actually trust me to put a condom on. We talked a bit about me scaring other women to the point that they send polite lies. She confessed that her little polite lie was car trouble. I laughed and let her know that she would have been my third broken-down car of the night. It was a sweet, fun moment, and now it was time to really get sadistic. Grabbing four clothespins, I pulled her pussy lips out and clamped them, leading to uncomfortable moans from my fuck toy. I could see how hard her clit was and decided to lick it. She started to shake almost immediately, so I started fingering her, sucking her clit, and lightly biting her. I pushed her until she came for me. Only this time, I didn't let her push through it. I kept working her, licking, sucking pushing my fingers harder and harder. Her thighs crushed against my face. Her hands instinctively moved down to stop me. I ripped them away from her pussy. She started to beg me to stop, and I ignored her. When I wanted to stop, that's when I stopped. I pulled the clothespins off of her, and she laid on the bed like a wrecked slut that she was. And I laughed. Because the whole point of the clothespins was to get a nice picture of them to use for artwork later. I was so focused on making her squirm that I forgot to take the picture. So I put the pens back on, made her spread even wider for me, and took pictures. She was moaning uncontrollably almost the entire time. I let her pussy have a rest and made her suck me for an extra long time. I was down to my last condom, so I was trying to see if I could come for her giving head. It was close, but I was just a little too tired. I knew that I would be able to come from fucking her, but I wanted to finish on that. The time out for her pussy was over. I dug through her purse to get her vibrator and then told her to turn it on. She did, but as she was handing it to me, she made a huge mistake. Wait, she said, that's on a really high setting. Can you turn it down before using it on me? I have a hunch she felt that mistake the second she said it. There was no way that a sadist like me was going to turn down her vibrator. I made sure it was covered in spit, turned it up a notch, and pushed it inside her. Oh, fuck, she blurted out in an involuntary gasp. 
The reaction was almost instantaneous. She went from quivering to shaking to quivering again. I warned her not to come without permission, and she began to beg immediately. I ignored it and kept the vibrator on her. Please. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Please may I come. I growled some of my favorite words. Come for me, you little slut. She let her body ride a wave of pleasure, only to realize that no, I would not be stopping again. She tried everything she could, pleading, closing her thighs, trying to crawl away from me. Every time she struggled, I pumped her cut harder. She had to beg two more times for permission to come, and I graciously let her. Eventually, I needed some water, so I let her rest. We did some more photo poses for sketches later, including some with her hands against the window. Then, I started rubbing my cock against her ass. I made her suck my cock as I enjoyed the view. Then I dragged her by the hair over to the chair so I could enjoy more of the blowjob. I instructed her to get the last condom, not wanting to leave the chair. I was thinking of her almost sitting on my cock earlier and decided I wanted her to do that for real. I slid down in the chair as much as possible to give her a place to ride me. She balanced on the arms of the chair, fitting her tight, swollen pussy on my cock. Every downstroke of her squatting on me felt amazing, but I knew it wasn't going to make me come. I needed to be in charge for that to happen. I grabbed her by the hips, fully intending to sort of clumsily throw her to the bed. We had been going at it for hours at this point, and I knew it was on my last legs. But instead of being clumsy, I found myself lifting her completely, my cock staying inside her. My brain was screaming at me, what the fuck is this porn star shit? But I did my best to play it off as something I just do all the time. Sure, why not? I fucked her missionary for a minute as sort of a victory lap for that move. Then I got on my back and had her sit on me again. I needed and enjoyed her pierced tits bouncing a little more. Her cute face scrunched up in pain and pleasure as her pussy did all she could handle. And when I saw her hit her breaking point, I decided to push her onto her back and finish it. Again, someone during the push and tumble, I stayed inside of her. Honestly, I had no idea that I was able to do that. And again, I played it off as if it was totally something that I do every Saturday night. And I pounded her into the bed until I came a final time. We spent the next half hour or so introducing ourselves, finding out what each other's names were and what we did for jobs. I have to admit, I'm pretty excited to find out that she's genuinely a cool person to talk to, with or without my dick inside of her. We got dressed, then I walked her to her car, gave her a hug and kissed goodnight, and promised us to send her this story as soon as it was done, along with the reactions from my wife after I read it to her. Ian. Well, hello, Ian. How are we today? Okay, this was completely hot. I totally have to completely admit this. This was, yeah, um, sign me up. Could you do it though, guys, ladies and gentlemen, even if it wasn't a stranger, even if you and your partner or the person that you're fucking have been talking about it, what if, you know, acting it out as if you were strangers, that's something to spice it up a little bit. But could you actually do this? Actually reach out and be that slut. Be that person that's used for the night. There is something about somebody taking and that you trust, that you completely trust and let them use you the way they want to. I know that gets me really excited. I love that thought. I love giving him that pleasure. I love the feeling that it gives me. It's such a head rush that they are so turned on that I'm their plaything, that I'm his plaything. What do you guys think? Could you do this? Could you actually do it? And then have the guts to say, you know, yeah, I was one of your car broke down the night before. 
She had every ample opportunity and it sounds like she had an amazing time. And I'm really hoping, Ian, that you guys connect again when you guys um, are in the same town, because that would be completely amazing. But you wouldn't be strangers anymore. So I wonder if it has the same type of dynamic. Hmm. It reminds me of a caller that I had, and he totally had that going for him. And I would be his good girl and would do anything he wanted. He wasn't daddy. Well, sometimes he wanted me to call him daddy. But most of the time it was sir or master, or even times when I didn't have the lover. He liked me calling him lover. Hmm. Maybe because it rolls off my tongue quite well. What do you think? I think this is a good place to stop for today. I want to thank you again for joining me. Remember, if you have any erotic confessions, fantasies, or anything else, feel free to send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com, or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. Don't forget, you'll also find me in Exotica on October 22nd through the 24th in New Jersey, and December 2nd through the 4th, I believe. I'll double-check on those dates and let you know later. Also in D.C., I look forward to meeting each and every one of you that come out. And in closing, I think the favorite thing that you make me do is after you fuck me nice and good, never came yet, is to pull my hair and make me suck you, cleaning us off and tasting the pre-cum that drips in my mouth as I'm tasting us together. Mmm, I think we taste very good together. What do you think? And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, Bye for now.